2: Welcome to the program, the date day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is, as you know, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life. And ladies, especially today for you, uh, any questions you have or encouragement you might need from Paula, all you have to do is call us. And if you could see how cute she is today, you'd want to call. She's wearing her Arizona State t-shirt that she's got. Her brother is the Athletic director at Arizona State University, so we got that when we were visiting in honor of him. And you look awesome.
3: Radiant, maybe? It's the color of the shirt. It's it's a gold. yellow, right? It's a yellow gold with yeah, it's so thank you. 340-9585.
2: <laughs> <Three, laughs> right? That's for your live calls and questions. Uh if you are Uh, Outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com, where you could use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen. You will be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, great to have you here again. Thank you, sweetie. Of course, we've been hanging out all day.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, when we leave church on Wednesday, I tell the people, tomorrow's day, they don't be messing with us, all right? <laughs> <laughs> if it's an emergency, well, let me see. We'll see. We'll, Ron will figure out what, if it's an emergency or not because I don't know any better. They're crying, baby. I think it's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> that That's what I used to do But anyway, I, I'm way better um, But yeah, Sweet Summer Devotions Is almost over Because the time keeps going by so fast Sam just finished saying that Tomorrow is the last day
2: Sam is our producer
3: Oh yeah, everybody knows Sam, right? No. Okay uh, <laughs> Tomorrow's the last day For the radio program for July Unreal The end of July Anyway, so we only have two more um, speakers, Sarah Doyle and then Yoli Vega. And, uh, I, you know, I never know what anybody's going to say, but man, this year has been outstanding. Every single woman has been um, just equally great. So, I, 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 you know, all the, they say, and everybody says, oh, thanks, Mama Paula, for choosing me. I'm like, God just put you on the list, and mm-hmm. you were faithful to say, Yes, but boy, does God make me look like a genius! <laughs> I
2: love, I love this week's Barbara the way the way
3: um,
2: she introduced uh, her her talk. It's just, um, ladies, this is so you know that there are people who've been through what you're going through, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was real encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: the, the Lord is smart, you know, um, He knows stuff, and so <laughs> those many years ago when He said, "I want you to do this." Um, you know, you never know sometimes when the Lord says do something, the reasons why. We're just to obey and so praise the Lord. Yeah, they're all they've all been amazing. And so Sarah Doyle is up this coming Monday and we'll probably talk about some of the content of Barbara's um uh, devotion as some questions have come and we'll talk about it a little bit. Anyway, tomorrow is the last day of Calvary Kids Vacation Bible School and right now, our church looks like a real dig, you know.
2: <laughs> An archaeological dig. Yeah,
3: and there's jewels, like, stuck in the... I'm looking at the wall in, what is it, 5th and 6th grade? Outside of the, the office studio, <laughs> <laughs> counseling, restroom, your <laughs> office, desk. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just like, looks like a cave with, like, little jewels hidden every. Every once in a while. So cute, so tacky.
2: Tomorrow night, Paula, we're going to have the, the Calvary Kids dancers. Oh, yeah. Who are going to do the worship
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for our Friday night service. And I, I haven't told the speaker, we've got a, a friend of mine coming into town mm-hmm. and he's going to be speaking here tomorrow mm-hmm. night. I haven't told him it's going to look like an archaeological dig. Or Don't just, tell him that. I haven't told him about the worship. <laughs> And uh, but but that's one of the things you enjoy doing. You're going to dance tomorrow with uh, some of the adults, and the teachers, and the staff here, yeah. uh, who who've been serving through Cover Kids Bible School.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. And you know, I'm I'm grandma, and I told some of the kids, look, I'm great grandma to some of you guys. So if I if I don't make it through, <laughs> keep <I'm>, dancing, <laughs> keep going, <laughs> just keep going, just kick me to the side and keep going. But yeah, tomorrow's the, the last day, and you know with everything that we do here it's to um invite people to know jesus and to be known by jesus um, because they've gotten saved and so it's been a real sweet treat because these kids love coming here and some aren't saved and they get to take the sweetness of jesus back home and then the parents get to you know deal with
2: they're very excited children. <laughs> who the, the kids are really having fun. Then. We want to go back. We want to go back. Mm-hmm. And uh, You know, my, my prayer has been all week that, that, you know, we never know the capacity of these kids to understand and make commitments. Kids just do things that sort of herd mentality mm-hmm. kind of things. But my prayer all week has been, Lord, just keep planting seeds, yeah. seeds that will grow uh, immediately, or seeds that will grow later in life—we don't care. Mm-hmm. Just keep planting seeds.
3: Yeah, yeah. and kids—and you've said this forever—and <clears throat> they're born knowing that there is God. Yeah, you know, it's and instinctive they, in all of us. Mm-hmm. And then we, as adults, we—bad word to make a point—you say this—we unlearn them or we unteach them what they really do know. Because even in kindergarten, you know, what's the answer? Jesus, yeah. and he really is. If you think about it, he's got the answer. If he's not the answer, um, yeah, I've never
2: had a five-year-old say, "Well, well, why does God permit evil?" I've never, you know, the silly, dishonest question. Mm-hmm. Um, kids just know yeah. that there's a God, yeah. and they want to serve Him. Mm-hmm. And and a, a vacation Bible school program like this has just been uh, an unbelievable blessing.
3: Yeah, and you know, I, I love vacation Bible schools. Um, Cause that's how I got saved. I heard that song, "Jesus Loves Me." Yes, I know. That's where I learned it, and it just stuck with me. Has stuck with me. I'm what, almost sixty nine. Birthday coming up Monday. Ooh, I don't want to talk about it, Pastor. I'm just—I'm two years younger than you right now, up till <laughs> midnight on that day. Anyway, so. We've been getting all these questions, but before we start that, do you yeah. have you have yeah.
2: a okay? Yeah, let's take a call before we start that okay. and we'll talk about the sweet summer Devotions. Okay. okay, and then
3: I have a a text question that I need to ask okay. before we start there.
2: Okay, let's go to our friend Ruben from Seguin on line one. Ruben, thanks for holding. You're on the air. God bless you, Pastor Ron and uh, Mama Paula. How are you doing?
4: It's We're doing good, great. Pleasure. Thank you. You know, I have to say something. Uh, I, I, Of course, I listen to you. I try to listen to you every day. I love you, Pastor Ron, but I especially love, and I mean, don't take this wrong, but I love Thursdays because I love to listen (laughs) to Mama Paula, I really do. And I'm calling you Mama Paula because, you know, I just, you know, I can hear the love in your voice. The Mm -hmm. love that you have for Christ, and then the love that you have for the passion and the love that you have for everyone that you meet, although I've never met y'all in person, I've never met you, but, you know, uh, you have that that soothing voice, and today Mm -hmm. I I needed to hear what you just said about the kids, you know, because, Mm -hmm. you know, the reason I'm calling is, um, I know this is a question show, but I need prayer. Uh, I haven't been feeling well the past couple of days. Uh, I called my doctor. He told me to go to the ER, but I said, no, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna believe in the Lord that, it, you know, what's going on in my body will go away. I have faith in Him. I know that He will heal me. And what I've been going through for the past eight years, it is hard. And, you know, I'm not gonna let go of my faith. I'm not. I'm fighting. But, uh, sometimes it's hard. And, you know, uh, we need encouragement you know and 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 right now i'm I'm alone you know my church they have abandoned me my family has turned their backs on me but that's okay that's okay like i said last week it's okay you know uh, like i said i haven't been feeling well and i just just call it for prayer you know i know you guys have always prayed for me and i appreciate that and i don't mean to take time from other people who have legit questions that that they want to know god more but i would just like Prayer.
2: Please. Thank you, Ruben. And we will pray, but but please hear this before before I pray for you. Uh it's not an act of faithlessness to go to a doctor. It's it's not in any way diminishing your faith in Jesus Christ. You have demonstrated over the many years that you've been calling this program, Ruben, the the with the momentous physical difficulties that you've had. You've demonstrated your faith in, in Jesus is solid as a rock. So don't let old teaching from your old life um influence you to believe that well if i go to a doctor then then something is wrong with my faith god gives us doctors we we've got a free doctor's office here at calvary chapel and we have it because god uses those people to heal a whole bunch of people and and um, you know i think they have great faith When they come. So I'm going to pray for you, but uh, if I were you, I would take your doctor's advice and go to the ER. And remember, it it says nothing about your faith other than um, you trust the Lord, and that's all you need to do. So, Father, I lift Reuben to you. And I ask in the name of Jesus, I ask that you touch his body and heal at the same time, Lord. Give him wisdom, because sometimes you heal as you did on the island of Malta through uh, Dr. Luke, uh, as you have done here at Calvary Chapel at, at, at Malta Medical. Um, you you heal, but you use people to do it. And I pray that you would, would uh, just speak to Reuben's heart and give him the freedom to go and get better. We ask that you hold him in your hands, Jesus, mm-hmm. and make him well. We thank you for the joy he's been in our life. And we ask you, God, to touch, to heal mm. for your glory. Amen. Reuben, we'll keep praying for you. Keep us posted, of course, how you're doing. But remember, mm-hmm. um, sometimes the, the, the wise thing to do, uh, prayerfully consider this, the wise thing to do is to say, okay, I'm not feeling well. I need to go to a doctor. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Reuben. I appreciate mm-hmm. it very, very much.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'll do uh, a Mama Paula on you. Because um, <laughs> if the doctor said to me, "Your boy needs to go to the to the hospital," I would say to my boy, "Get in the car, put the seatbelt on, sit down, we're going." I love you. I want to do everything I can to make sure you're okay.
2: Thanks, Ruben. And I'm not mad at you for saying your favorite program is Thursday. I get that all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a question here, Paula, a, a few months ago somebody says, well, how do you stay humble? I mean, God is using... How do you stay humble? And this is how, because nobody comes calls to listen to me. It's always about you. Oh, oh I like Paula's day but much better than everybody else, so oh, yeah. it's okay. Oh, okay,
3: Paula, funny. take off. All right. <laughs> Judy, Judy, Judy. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <if, laughs> it's an inside-outside joke. Okay, here's a question for you and your her big brother, Pastor Ron. If a man professes to have received Christ Jesus in the midst of an adulterous relationship, gets baptized, then grants his wife a divorce and marries another woman, not the woman from the adulterous relationship, how does God see him? Is he saved? And what scriptures support your answer? Thanks for helping me to sort this thought out.
2: (laughs) I can do that. Um, You you know, um, the wording is a little vague. Um, If he found Jesus... In the middle of an adulterous affair, while he was having an affair, I, I pray that that was the end of the <laughs> adulterous affair. And see, that's the beautiful thing about serving God: when when um, um, you, you come to the Lord, it doesn't matter what you've done, and you ask Jesus into your heart, every sin, every sin, past, present, future, flies away, and um, um, you know the old is gone and the new has come. So the moment that the man that you're asking about asked Jesus into his heart, he was absolutely pure and perfect from Jesus' perspective. And then the responsibility is to turn from sin and walk with Jesus. And the fact that he's married somebody else has nothing to do with it. And and I would suggest to you that um, uh, God's view of him is that this is a, a, a man who's given his heart to Jesus. He's born again. And uh, he's going to honor the Lord in his new marriage. Uh, You know, I think sometimes we humans want a pound of flesh. Somebody did something wrong. That's a terrible thing. He should pay. Well, he lost the first wife, obviously. Uh, He's married to somebody else. There's always consequences to sin. But that's, again, the beauty about coming to Jesus. When you come to the Lord, it's all gone. Mm -hmm. If, If he was genuine, if he was sincere in his repentance, if he's walking with Jesus now he doesn't have to worry about the mistakes that he made in the past. There is now, therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's Romans chapter eight, verse one, and I already quoted second Corinthians five seventeen If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. the old is gone, the new has come uh, and And I don't think there just needs to be any more discussion about this. Certainly, the fact that he remarried, he's not disqualified for cheating on a wife when he was unsaved. Uh, And the fact that he got remarried is, is, I think, a normal desire. Uh, We have a whole bunch of people, Paul, in our church who were married before, messed it up, gave their heart to Jesus Christ as a result of the pain, and then uh, found lifelong love uh, with other people. So uh, God's view of this guy is um, uh, he did the right thing when he came to faith in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He confessed his sin. He asked for forgiveness. He received it. And the power of the Holy Spirit Came to live within him. And um, what I would do is pray that this is a man who's truly, legitimately walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. If he's not, he'll deal with God. Mm-hmm. God takes us provisions of faith seriously, mm-hmm. even if we don't.
3: Yeah. And you know what? It says in there, he got baptized, then grants his wife a divorce. Um, and I, uh, would you kind of address the wife who was the victim of that adulterous situation? And um, because a lot of ladies. Uh, are told you know you hang in there, no matter what yeah she, he, she lost trust in this guy yeah, and, and, so. and
2: that's not that 's not a biblical response mm-hmm. you know um, uh, the the woman who divorced him was free to do so, mm-hmm. and I think we and and you 've had this over the years many many times because you hung in there mm-hmm. and you prayed for me for thirteen years, and people hear her testimony and and so we 've had women tell other women, oh no uh, uh, mama paula she 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 hung in there and passed her on, so you can't leave no matter what. Uh, We can't take away freedom that God has given. That's right. And so the woman who was married to him, uh, she exercised the freedom God gave her to divorce him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes trust is violated to such a degree that, that it can't be reestablished. Um, um, and God gave her the freedom to divorce. And I think we Christians, we sometimes get a little bit meddlesome in trying to say, oh, no, that's not true. You've got to stay in the marriage no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And and I think we've done a really good job of combating that over the years. It's just that with your testimony, people say, well, well I want to be like Mama Paul, so I'm going to hang in there. But when people aren't repentant, then, then that freedom is a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. And and you can walk with Jesus yeah. on your own and uh, most of the time just prosper. So there's nothing wrong with divorcing when in fact God gave you freedom. You don't have to divorce mm-hmm. as a result of an adulterous affair. Um, reconciliation is always God's choice. However, God who knows the end from the beginning is, is aware of what choices the man uh, or the woman who cheated is going to make. And and sometimes he says stay in the marriage. That's what he did with you. Mm-hmm. And other times uh, he says uh, no, it's okay. You're free to go. Mm-hmm. And we've had that situation. We had both situations many times over mm-hmm. the years. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes uh, that's the the best thing.
3: Yeah. Yep. So the question, the answer is, how does God see him? If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things pass away. All things have mm-hmm. become new. And let's just pray that that person is loving Jesus with his new wife who should be a Christian and they're running after him with all of their mm-hmm. hearts. And the, and the other lady, or both of them, the other one who was in the adulterous situation, hopefully she found Christ. And then the wife who is divorced from is free to follow the Lord as well. So, yeah. yeah, pretty good. Okay, thanks. All right. So the question keeps asking, being asked, and I heard it on the radio show yesterday. Now that you know, we're coming back to church. Not us; we've been back. But um, what do Christians do now? Um, the pandemic, the, the political divide—you know, all the stuff. Um, what, what's our role now? And just like when Reuben called, um, you know, I pray that we're able to encourage other people. You know, the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, and now the angry. And, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, I was in Brownies and Girl Scouts, and we sang a song. It went like this, make new friends. And I know some of my older sisters out there, no matter what color are you sisters. um, Make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other gold. Well, make new friends. In the Lord. I've never heard that. That's because you were never a brownie or girl's kid. I'm talking to the ladies, Pastor <laughs> okay. Ron, just let me, do my, let me do my question thing. But make new friends in the Lord and keep the old friends in the Lord um, because they're both, they're all valuable. But then the Lord says for all of us, old in the Lord, or new in the Lord and old in the Lord, go out and make disciples of all nations. So what's our role now? It's to go out and tell other people Jesus loves them you know the my new thing with the Lord when we were on vacation was um, don't minister to people to fix them but make sure they know that I love them and if they know that Jesus loves them you know they kind of look at you and scratch they scratch their head like how do you know that and we wh- I wish they would ask me more often because like even in this question of the uh, in the midst of this adulterous situation, you know, we're all dirty. We all need a savior. And some of us get to that place where we can say to ourselves, wow, look how far I've fallen. I never thought I would do this or I never thought I would say that. And yet I can say, it's not a surprise to God at all. He's been watching you. He fashioned and formed you in your mother's womb. Good mom or not, he fashioned and formed you for his good purpose. He's been watching you your whole life. You've not done anything that would disqualify you from being in his family. And so my my, my thing is I want to look at everybody as possible candidates for salvation, Pastor Ron. And so we can. that's the whole point of the, the Sweet Summer devotions, too. Looking at, for instance, looking at Barbara, you would never— think that she had the kind of life that she she did, at least I didn't. Robert, yeah, he's probably listening. That's probably, <laughs> <laughs> Robert, yeah, you can kind of see his little feisty thing. Um, but look how, how far I've fallen. Look at it. I never thought I'd be right here, and yet Jesus was watching mm. the whole time, just waiting for that moment.
2: You know, Paul, you've heard me say over and over, pride is the sin behind all sins. Mm-hmm. And and there's nothing more prideful than when a Christian who's fallen away from the Lord, who's fallen into sin, says, I never thought I could go this low. That is nothing but sinful pride, <laughs> because the, the reality is every single one of us in the flesh can oh, go yeah. as low as we've ever been and even lower. lower. Yeah and and i think we got to be realistic about who we really are you know paul says think not more highly of yourself than you ought to mm-hmm. and and the truth is we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to and we fall in the sense like i can't believe i did that and mm-hmm. then this devil is heaping a condemnation i can't believe you did it either i mean god's never going to mm-hmm. listen to you again he's never going to answer your prayer mm-hmm. and what we got to realize is that, that lord the best i can do is this filthy rags to you yeah and so what I need to understand is that, that unless I'm just being with you, I'm going to mess up. Yeah. And there's no end to the depravity yeah. that can come from my flesh. Unfortunately, my flesh doesn't get cleaned up by the Spirit of God. How we live and the decisions we make are dependent upon to whom we yield. Do we yield to the flesh or do we yield to the spirit? (laughs) Paul says we're slaves to, 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 to sin or to righteousness, and we make that choice every day. When I'm a slave to righteousness, then praise the Lord. God's pleased. I'm pleased. Life is full and life is rich. But when I'm a slave to sin, there's no end to the depravity. You know, we have a tendency when public pastors or people fall, it's like, I can't believe that he would do that after all the years that he's preached. Well, the truth is, my flesh is every bit as ugly and depraved as it was the day before I got saved. Yeah. And what I've learned hopefully is not to give in to the flesh, uh, because if I can if I can remember that, then the spirit is going to rule and reign. Yeah. And that's something we've all got to do.
3: Yeah. You you fail say all the time and man it's starting to just I hear your voice, you know, even while I'm trying to sleep, Pastor Ronnie. <laughs> just be with Jesus. Just be with Jesus. Just be with Jesus. He won't do some of the things you're thinking about. He will say, no, 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 no.
2: We've got 30 minutes left in the Date Day Show, 340-9585. If you have any questions, we'd love your calls. This is the Word to Stand Up for Life. We'll be back in two minutes.
0: Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
2: Welcome back to the program. We've got 30 minutes left to field your phone calls at 340-9585. Paula, you want to share a little bit about Barbara's devotion or uh, what do you want to do next?
3: Well, I was kind of thinking... Um, In the second half what's our role um and yeah barbara's uh devotion will come up in some of this too uh where you were asked a question yesterday about uh,
2: what's the church's marching orders post-covid yeah yeah you know it's interesting uh saturday i'm going to be hosting uh 22 maybe 23 now pastors and their wives here at calvary chapel um, I, I'm the regional—I don't know—the director. Under roller, yeah. <laughs> Just I—I uh, I, I supervise affiliations and and hopefully help out with churches that are having issues and things. Uh, but I'm I'm hosting them here because we're going to have a, a meeting. I'm going to deal with some of this same thing, and and um, what I what, what—it's uh, hard to get people to understand the the old marching orders are the new marching orders. Mm-hmm. That's the best thing about serving Jesus is nothing ever changes. Um, You know, the thing that that brings me the most pleasure um, uh, when somebody comes, visits Calvary Chapel, they haven't been here for 10 years or 20 years, they come back in and they say, Pastor Ron, nothing's changed. That's the way it's supposed to be. Jesus gives us marching orders. Acts chapter 2 tells us what church is supposed to be like and what church is is, uh, supposed to do. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. So, um, you know, nothing changes. We've got to keep doing the same thing. And what happens is during things like the pandemic, um, uh, we're the ones who make course corrections and course alterations. Mm -hmm. You know, enough people aren't coming back to church. We don't have enough people coming in the church in the first place. Or, Or what's this new thing, cool thing that we can do to attract people? The old thing is the new thing. And if we'll stay faithful doing the old thing, Jesus will continue yeah. to do his everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the great I am. So mm-hmm. he's always in the present. And if I'm faithful to do what I'm called to do, um, there's no question Jesus is going to be faithful to do what he does. Mm-hmm. And 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 our job hasn't changed. I hope one thing that has been ratcheted up, Paula, is the sense of urgency with which we do it. Because the time is short. Yeah. And I think we need to focus on that without apology. The time is short. So as you said before the break, um, Jesus wants you to let people know that he loves them. Yeah. And uh, we do that. We, we equip people to do that. That's what the purpose of the church is. But our responsibility is to make sure uh, that that um, people are doing whatever business they have to do using the gifts that God has given them to do it.
3: Yeah, and the church is made up of individuals. And so I've kind of even broken it down just a little bit more, Pastor Ron, because the other question was um, about husband and wife going to separate churches. Um, and the answer, I absolutely loved it, of course. But Christian husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church, if the world would see that, then the church would be attractive, um, and and if Christian husbands would be meek, and that's power under control, and taking the rightful role that they've been given, as far as being the leader. Now, in barbarous devotion. She didn't want to have anything to do with. I, I don't want to, you want to do it? Go yeah. ahead.
2: I want to talk about that for a minute. Okay, but, go ahead. But but first we got a phone call, so let's take that, okay. and then we'll come back because I think that was brilliant when you said that. Let's go to San Antonio on line one, West. Thanks for calling, Wes. You're on the air.
5: Yeah, he that finds a good wife finds a good thing. Isn't that true?
2: Amen. Amen to that.
5: <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Pastor Ron. Uh, hello, Paula. I thought you were 39. I, I didn't. I I didn't think you you were, I thought you were more like 39.
3: uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you a dollar when I see you. Just make sure you let me know when you're coming so I can have that dollar ready.
5: Well, anyway, oh, I'm going to take y'all out to dinner once I get my job. That's what I've been looking for, and I'm a medical sales rep. And I called uh, a week or two ago, and I'm trying to get some linkage with your email. And uh, just wanted to uh, uh, connect with you, uh, Pastor Ron, and, uh, maybe ask you to pray for me. I'm still in search of, and uh, I've been seeking the Lord and uh, having some great moments with Him. And uh, I got uh, the the scripture after I after I was praying. It was Matthew fourteen twenty seven. Uh, be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. It's just such a small mm. scripture, and I I think that's when He was uh, approaching the disciples. On, on the water, is that on the Sea yes. of Galilee? Yep. Yeah. And they were, they were scared. They thought, oh my God, it's a ghost, you know? And so it's been really uh, scary being unemployed for, you know, like, uh, uh, about a year. It will be, you know, one year today. And, uh, so it gets real scary, but, uh, you know, I, I had a moment with the Lord last night and he, it's like he came across the, the lake and said, "Hey, it's it's me. Be be happy." <laughs> <laughs> you so, know, Wesley so anyway,
2: yeah, none of us, none of us like those situations where, mm-hmm. where uh, we we can't see the end. You know, Lord, I'm 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 hurting here. I'm in need here. Um, I'll tell you what the Lord's told me: He's never late.
3: I knew you're gonna say that. Yeah,
2: he's never late. He's never early,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but he's never late either, mm-hmm. and and you can trust him. And I can also guarantee you, Wes that those moments you're having with the Lord in these dark times and the, the the times that are the the most frightening of all, those moments that you're having with the Lord are an investment that will pay off so big time in the future. Not talking about financially, you know that, but but um, it's it's the the best investment you can possibly make now you stay close to Jesus he'll take your hand and at just the right time he'll open the doors that he wants open for you Got thank you Wes. Uh,
5: I, I, and i had that thought last night uh, when um, in my prayer time and it was really to uh really to yield you know to, to back off in that uh, you know'm I'm, I'm a former bodybuilder and I used to Make deals with the Lord, you know, Lord, if you'll make me your champion, I will, you know, be an evangelist. (laughs) And I didn't keep my end of the deal. And, (laughs) uh, but, but he kept his, you know, he's kept his end of the deal and he's really sustained me. He's, he sent really ravens to feed me. And, uh, Mm. I really don't have anything to complain about even in this situation. And, Really, I just said, Lord, you know, it's really, it's really your will. I mean, do what you want, uh, with me. It's, it's all about you. It's not even about me. And it's not even about a job. It's really about you and your word and, and people knowing about what you did on the cross for their sins, you know, and so, uh, I'm not here to make a deal. I, I told him, hey, I'm not making a deal anymore. <laughs> you are the deal, Lord.
3: <laughs> it's Jesus. Yeah, I,
2: I, I love that. Wes, your head is in the right place. Your heart is in the right place. Uh, God is always in the right place. So God bless you. I will be praying for you. So please stay in contact. And if you need to contact us, you said you wanted connection with our email, uh, just whatever information, email it to questions at com. And uh, my producer will get the email and uh, we'll make sure that it gets taken care of. Thank you, Wes. God bless you so much.
3: Mm -hmm. He's got a good...
2: Got a good Personality, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I love the voice. Well, too. you know,
2: we bodybuilders, Paula.
3: Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah my yeah. Fault. I don't know what happened. Yeah,
2: we bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just that's just the kind of way it is.
3: That's right. I can't believe this <laughs> this office is so small for those shoulders and that you know that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thank
2: God you didn't say for that waist.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: Paula, talk about Barbara's uh, the things about submitting.
3: Yeah, well, she. I'm talking about the man being the power you know, meek, power under control. And and it, their story is kind of the opposite of, of us, you know. I got saved, and you didn't want to have anything to do with, with Christ. And, and But Robert got saved, this, you know, jerk of a guy. He gets saved, and now he's telling his wife, hey, look, I'm the priest of the house, um, and we need to go to church. And she's like, no, whatever. And we need to get up and do Bible study. And she'd been going to the gym and, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning and all this stuff. And he's like, well, you need to rearrange your schedule, you know, and he's saying it in a nice way, but she's just grumbling and complaining like, don't tell me what to do, I'm in control of my life. You know, that kind of stuff. And, um...
2: He wanted her to get up and... (laughs) pray and do, uh-huh. do a quick Bible study yeah. with her before, and, yeah. and she said, well, that's my gym time.
3: That's my gym time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She wanted to be in control, and, and she really says, I don't know if this was in the testimony. See, the Q&A is so vital. If in the if if it was in the Q&A time where she said, um, you know, he had been so horrible to me that, like you say, the pound of flesh, he owed her. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if she asked for anything, he should be doling it out, but meekness, he didn't get mad. She said, he just loved me all the more. And then he explained his role as, you know, the head of the house um, and and what God was going to hold him accountable for. And so would she just get on board? And uh, she had a hard time with that. And she <laughs> says, ah, even to this day, you know, submission is a curse. It's not supposed to be easy. Um, and if we really truly love God, we we put our hands down and keep our heart open and we're just obedient. But yeah, she um, she says, wives, we are to submit to our husbands. She said this part, in everything. I think you said that too this week. Right, so, Not to me. To that question. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you did say that to me, but you no. did say that on this on the radio program, See, right?
2: W- one thing I am is fairly smart.
3: You are, weird. And you can
2: still beat me up, so I would never <laughs> say anything like that to you when we're within punching distance. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but, you know, we were talking, Barbara and I, even last night, about so many women who want their husbands to take the lead.
2: <laughs> Paul, how many women, dozens and dozens and dozens uh, throughout the years, mm-hmm. who would give anything for a husband, who would open the Bible with them and pray with them, before they go their separate ways yeah. so yeah. they can take Jesus in, in, in the sameness of heart.
3: Yeah, that is exactly what we want. But then the enemy comes along and says, but if you put your hands down and you leave your heart open, then you're vulnerable and you're, you'll be out of control. Um, and so do you really want him to leave, lead? And then I'm talking to a couple of ladies out there for sure. When he does take the lead, do you correct him? Are you only submitting to him when he does what you want? That's not submission. That's just manipulation. Yeah, that's just agreeing. Submission, like I said, is a curse. And that word in the Bible says, be under subjection. (laughs) Give thanks
2: in everything. Hey, we've got a couple (laughs) of phone calls backing up. So let's take a break and go to line two. Talk with Jeff in San Antonio. Jeff, good to hear from you. You're on the air.
6: Do you call her Sparky when she's wearing that Arizona State University shirt?
2: No.
3: Isn't
2: that Sparky? Two things I don't call her. I don't call her her Mama, and I don't call her Sparky.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And you don't call me Big. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No. This just ends. Over one
6: trillion celestial likes have been posted for the Sweet Summer Devotionals. With only two more episodes left. The That's it. spiritual extravaganza is sitting comfortably in first place with a solid five-star gold rating. And man, <laughs> yeah. I was crying so much. That thing, mm. had me, she, she had me crying. Yeah, when mm. she when she yeah. got to that second baby and she said she felt the sun on her face and telling mm-hmm. her that she's she's keeping that baby, and then I, you know the craziest things happened to me at that shopping center over there, Calvary Chapel, San Antonio. So on mm-hmm. Sunday. I get there early because I want to talk to people before the service, and I sit down next to Ray Ray, and the other on the other side of me is a man I haven't met yet, whose name is Robert Artispe. And so, okay. so we start we start chatting, and you know he tells me how he got to the church, and he told me about his mother-in-law and blah blah blah, and, you know. And then I go into service and hear the announcer say that uh, that that Barbara was going to be speaking on Monday, and then I had gotten his phone number, so when 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 i finished listening on monday i called him right away i said robert i just heard your wife heard your wife's testimony and i said you guys I, I i just i can't get over it i'm so deeply moved by 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 all of it and the thing that really got me was When she's talking about the emotional abuse that's turned into physical abuse with this boy she met at 14, I thought she was going to get to the point and say, and I finally got rid of him, and then my Prince Robert came into my life.
3: That's right, that's right. I I dropped that dude like a hot potato and moved on, right? That's what I thought. And she didn't say that. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the same Robert.
6: Uh I was like, oh, Oh my word! But how he how he was packing up the stuff in the in, in the in the storage garage, and, and an obedient man, uh, a believer, saw his him, him being distraught and shared Jesus with him, yeah. and mm-hmm. he received Jesus at that moment. Mm-hmm.
2: The power of God, God to change,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, mm-hmm. unbelievable.
3: Mm-hmm. And the sweet kiss from the Lord was that baby. He said, "You're not going to kill this one." Was born on Christmas Day.
6: Oh, that was so good yeah. just so good
3: yeah
2: oh yeah. Yeah. I- <laughs> well, you you cut out, Jeff?
6: I think we have a new idea for after the restaurant pastor What's we, can, that? we can buy that old we could buy that old drive in movie theater that her family used to
3: run. <laughs>
2: <laughs> everybody can have a date night at the drive in that's right, thank you, Jeff All right.
3: yeah, Pastor Ross said the old thing is the new thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> God bless. Let's go to line three. We've got Harold from San Antonio waiting. Harold, thanks for your patience. You're on the air.
1: Sure. Hello, Pastor Ron and Paula. We're just discussing wives. Hi. Loving your wives. And uh, I have a very long story that I'll try to say in two minutes. You know, my wife is home during the summer because she doesn't work at the school during the summer. And she, I know she gets restless. And this one particular evening, she sat across the table from me, and she said, there's something I want to do real bad, and I know you're not going to want to do it. And I said, sweetie, whatever it is, I promise you we can do it. And I had no idea what she was going to say. She said, I want to paint the kitchen cabinets. I want a new countertop, granite countertop, and I want to paint the wallpaper, change the kitchen. And I said, okay. You see, the thing of it is, you know, I'm a commercial painter. The cabinets were stained and sealed to last a lifetime. But there's nothing wrong with the paper other than being <laughs> 10 years old. And so what has happened is that we kind of went back to every weekend and a couple of nights during the week doing what we used to do when we kind of first got married. All these crazy mm-hmm. little projects at the age mm-hmm. of 67. So, you know, I just wanted to share that, and believe me, I had no idea what she was going to say, and, but, I, but I felt that it was necessary to say yes before she asked. <laughs> you know, we've been married oh, 27 years. But I'll let you run.
2: I'll let you run. Good.
3: Okay. Aww. Good
2: for you, Harold. You know, yeah. Paula, you know what I'd have done? I'd have said, no, we're moving instead. <laughs>
3: Which is exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah.
2: That's, that's what I would say. We can we can we can do projects and we can fix things, or or we can move. Let's just move. And, and being the practical person that I am, that just seems a lot less troublesome for me.
3: Yeah, but you are Pastor Ron. You're not Harold, who is a
2: yeah, commercial, commercial
3: painter. painter. Yeah, so you stay in your giftedness and mm-hmm. praise the Lord, Harold. I think that really did uh, minister to some guys because you know they want to know or well, what is it am i going to like it before they say yeah you you said no <laughs> um i'm just going to trust my wife that she won't ask this question she's not asking anything that is against the lord and god will give you the strength to do it and you know
2: Joe, she I love knows, you Harold she she says she, <laughs> she knows you though you mm-hmm. you're not going to want to do it yeah you know one of the gifts Paula that that i've been given by god is the Lack of ability to do anything at all mm. I mean I'm never asked to fix anything
3: No, not ever
2: I've never been asked to remodel something I've yeah. never been asked to fix something, something
3: Oh, but you know that's not true, Pastor Ron You fixed two things on vacation, right? What was it? The You opened up something it
2: was, Oh no, it was a hair dryer
3: Oh yeah, you fixed the hair dryer, that's yeah. right
2: you know, I just kept yes. flipping switches until yes. it really worked. Yeah. But but see, I, I don't have those gifts. Nobody's ever asked me to do those things. Yeah. And uh, it gives me time to do Jesus stuff and
3: fun <laughs> and stuff gives, with you. It gives other people opportunity to use their gifts. Yeah, yeah. All of us <laughs> it takes a <our> village. Three
2: four zero ninety five eighty five. I think we're probably getting close <laughs> to the end here, um, Paula. What what do you want to talk about next?
3: You know. Um, Pastor Ron, I, I was loving the the study um, last night, too, in Daniel. We just started Daniel. Man, faithful Daniel. How, Hard study. How he, you know, talking about going back to the beginning, what's our role as Christians? It's to stand for Jesus, whether it's a, a good situation or a bad situation. The truth is the truth, and we've got to stand And every time I, you know, like we know Daniel's story with these three Hebrew guys, you know, if you don't bow down, if you don't go along with the world's um, program, you're not going to eat. You're not going to live, possibly. And, you know, what are we going to do? So what's our role now? It's to build ourselves up in our most holy faith. Mm -hmm. That's what Judah's saying. And then um, remember that. Jesus loves us no matter what is happening, no matter what we're going through, like Reuben. And, and Wes. I loved Wes's and, phone and call. Wes too.
2: just said, said he's, he's had those moments with the Lord mm-hmm. that are precious, yeah. precious moments.
3: Yeah. But every time those kind of scenarios come up, I automatically begin praying, Lord, give me the courage.
2: You know, Paula Daniel lived to be anywhere from 85, 86 years of age to in the very early 90s. We don't know exactly how long he's lived. And when he was taken out of Babylon, he was probably around 14 years of age. Mm-hmm. That means all of those decades, between 14 and 90-ish, mm-hmm. all of those decades hinged on one verse in the first chapter of Daniel, but Daniel resolved. Uh, he wasn't going to turn from his God. Yeah. No matter what Babylon tried to force on him, he wasn't going to turn from his God. And I made the connection last night with, with us sending our kids to university um, out into this world uh, on social media. Um, um, you know, the world is going to punish them if they don't cave in, if they don't fold, mm-hmm. if they don't reject their God. Mm-hmm. And the pressure is enormous. And we've got to raise children who will resolve I'm going to be with you, Jesus. Don't care what it costs me. I'm going to be with you. And sadly, a lot of the problem is that these kids growing up have never seen their parents resolve. See, that's the thing. Serve the Lord. mm -hmm.
3: Uh, Talking about what's our role. Our role is to set the example in speech, in life, in faith, in love, and in purity. And you know, I had a, a meeting the other the other day with several of our leadership group, and they are saying they're talking to their kids more now than they ever did. And telling their kids don't share your feelings and your fears with your peers because they're not going to lead you in the right way necessarily we your parents we love you and we want the best for you and so they're engaging with their children more so than ever because of what you're saying the world's going to try to the world is trying to that's their its job because it's fueled by the enemy who wants to destroy which is where you went to, and I don't think I ever really thought about uh, Nebuchadnezzar wanting the best and that he kind of represented. Um, yeah,
2: he knew he knew the real treasure. It wasn't the gold. It wasn't the, 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 the temple um, utensils, articles. Mm-hmm. articles. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the real treasure in any dictator who wants to come in, the real treasure is the youth. Yeah. And so the first order of business is, let's strip the youth of their... Their, their, not only their belongings in this case is manhood, mm-hmm. but but let's strip them of their identity. Let's strip them even of their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to, and I, I coined the word Babylonianize uh, these these Jewish kids, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to end up with the best that Israel has, and they're going to become one of us. And Daniel resolved, yeah. and and he won over three others, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and uh, they resolved at the at the, the cost of the loss of their lives Mm -hmm. Uh, they resolve to trust God no matter what. We need to raise our children Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. but the kids unless they see that kind of resolve in their parents then we have no right to expect that they they themselves will resolve Mm -hmm. they're accountable I mean when you know Jesus the spirit of God has come upon you lives in you Mm -hmm. Uh, you got to make your own decision you're accountable but the things that we see our parents do the things that we see adults do um, has a big influence on what we're doing. Yeah. You know, we're I'm, inside one minute, I know. so I didn't. I, know I, I wonder was when so
3: Daniel and the three boys were together. They didn't probably call each other the new worldly name. I bet you they stayed with Daniel, Mishael, and Azariah. I just wonder, you know, as they prayed, mm-hmm. Lord, give Azariah that courage that he needs when he comes up against something same mm-hmm. with Mishael.
2: Hey, thanks for tuning in. Been a good program. Three, four, um, you don't need the phone number now. This has been The Word to Stand (laughs) Up for Life, the day day show. I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. We'll see you then.
3: See you next month for me. Bye.